0: Okay, we are live on LinkedIn. I'm joined by Lisa Popovici, who is the founder of CartLoop. Lisa, welcome. Why don't you give us a quick introduction on you? Tell us a little bit about CartLoop, which is your new startup and your background.
1: Hey, Adam. Thanks for the invite. Uh, sure. So I'm Lisa, co-founder at CartLoop. Uh, Carloop is a conversational text marketing platform that helps e-commerce brands drive extra revenue and recover more abandoned cars by texting with customers in real time. We have a team of real people that uh, are engaging with shoppers uh, through text messages. And I like to describe Carloop as a brand's both sales and support team in the same app. Uh, And a little bit about my background, uh, actually my non-stereotypical background. Previously I studied uh, and graduated from med school and while studying medicine I basically became obsessed with uh, e-commerce and tech and I started two e-commerce brands just as a side gig to just learn my own money because I loved traveling <laughs> and I started learning everything on my own and with the help of my co-founder Andre and Basically, e-commerce hooked me. And I remember this is a story that I tell every single time that I was so eager to get back from my classes and just open my laptop and work on my store. And I found myself being really good at it and also a fast learner. And I just became very passionate. And I remember that on the fifth year, uh, it was like a turning point for me. I realized where my true passion lied and where my path was actually taking me. And I I remember traveling to San Francisco in 2018, um, and my co-founder and I decided to start a SaaS company that would solve uh, one of our biggest issues, which was um, actually not relying on uh, external marketing channels, such as Facebook. Mm -hmm. So we started, uh, and the the first one was an email marketing app that was basically like, an automation tool, like a set it and forget it uh, email marketing kind of app. But yeah. uh, we pivoted from that one to Carloop because we were too focused on the product and not focused enough on the validation side of things. And we were first-time founders, so this is how base- this is how my e-commerce uh, and tech journey uh, began. And uh, after trials and errors, and yeah, the, the pivot to Carloop. Uh, yeah, this is where I am, and and after only months from launching, we launched in April 2020, so just when the pandemic started, yeah. <laughs> perfect moment, perfect timing. Uh, yeah, it was actually perfect timing for e-commerce. Uh, yeah, it,
0: it's, it's worked out well, I think, for a lot of people, including ourselves, and feel almost guilty because of how much um, pain other businesses, especially offline it's been for them, but obviously right timing for, for people like us in our space, definitely. I want to touch yeah. on, it. actually, you mentioned quite interestingly, and I've seen a lot of conversation going on around this in particular. You said um, typically like in that conversational sense, people have seen that as an ex, uh, just customer support, but I'm seeing the conversation shift now, and I think rightfully so. People are starting to see that as a real sales opportunity to build retention and a better experience in the brand. Was that always the goal from the outset or does it just sort of transition into that positioning?
1: Yeah, so uh, when we, we decided to start Qualu, we saw this gap in the SMS marketing niche of being like um, more human. That yeah. was missing in, in our opinion because every every single platform was automated focused on automation so yeah we wanted to give that experience of being able to talk with someone in real time and just um get that personal shopping experience so yeah that was from the beginning yeah
0: yeah okay so let's touch on that a little bit because obviously i'm an email automation guy that being said i'm not averse to obviously the the power of conversational marketing and i know you're big on it so what are the key differentiators besides obviously being more human and opportunities you've seen in taking that conversational marketing approach compared to automated marketing
1: yeah yeah so um the goal of conversational sms marketing is basically not only to convert shoppers but also to provide assistance with uh technical and failed transactions for example or provide product-related information, or product recommendations, doing upsells, cross-sells, and so on. And uh, what what we believe is that like building that relationship prior to pushing a sales is highly important for increasing LTV and also keeping customers happy. Yep. And this is basically like the, the core of conver- being conversational. And that can be done via SMS even through email if you let your customers reply reply to you.
0: Yeah. And uh, just to clarify, you're providing the customer support team as well to the merchants?
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, Carlo works as a fully managed service. Mm-hmm. Once you install the app uh, from the Shopify App Store, you go through the onboarding process, which takes only a couple of minutes, and you optimize your checkout page in order to be compliant, because that's also very important. Yeah. And you're pretty much done. So this is from the merchant's perspective you just have to come back and watch the dashboard and our team of live agents uh, will take it from there
0: interesting we're going to touch on a few of the points that you mentioned specifically around um, conversational marketing and sms Um, well in regards to let's start with the basics obviously you've talked about one of the main applications being the abundance cost post uh, sorry before someone purchases so what are the best sms or bands and court strategies that you found work well to convert people
1: yeah so um one of the strategies would be of course it's the most uh known one is offering like uh, incentivizing that shopper uh, at the right moment with a discount or anything but um like if you if you're trying to to uh, go beyond just discounts, like to to really convert that uh, abandoned cart, um, this is the beauty of conversational. This is where like the beauty comes in. So you can you can just uh, offer that personalized. Uh, I don't know. You can offer personalized recommendation. You can uh, offer support, assistance, and just be empathetic with that customer because I would say ninety percent of the times. The, the first reply we get from, from that customer after getting in touch with them and saying something like, hey, I noticed you were uh, checking this product, great choice. How can I help you complete your order? Because we also uh, have some, uh, some of our merchants are not giving yep. the discount from the very beginning. And the first reply that we get is actually the reason why they, they abandoned. So yep. we get a lot of reasons like, oh, my credit card didn't work. So it is the most basic reason that like is the most frequent one Uh, or uh, I was actually looking for uh, for a recommendation which I don't know uh, night cream should I take I have I have a skin full of acne or stuff like that so it it basically depends on the niche also but um, you have if you listen to what that customer actually wants you can really provide it and not have to like go I don't know above and beyond and just offer high discounts or stuff like that
0: so the first thing you're doing when someone abandons the course is just going in and asking them why they abandoned the checkout
1: yeah
0: yeah yeah and then obviously i assume you're, you're taking a course of action based on their response what about timings have you found like a perfect amount of time to go in post abandonment because obviously s- someone starts to check out i assume that event data passes through to you Uh, They might still be adding items to the course, doing some price comparisons online. What's the sweet spot? We usually set up email to trigger around an hour after that um, someone starts the checkout, depending on what they're buying, but is there a more aggressive um, timing favorable for SMS?
1: Uh, Yeah, so what we found is that the conversion rates are higher if the post-abandonment text is sent between 10 and 30 minutes. Uh, right now we are sending it like the first text is being sent after 20 minutes cause yep. we don't want to miss that uh, window of opportunity when the customer is actually still browsing yep. or still deciding.
0: So yeah. Yeah, have you had, yeah, that, that makes sense. I completely agree. Have you ever had any negative feedback that it's too, um, fast paced or I suppose because it's conversational people just appreciate that they're being talked to in a more human element
1: so actually what we found with a lot of shoppers is that in that 30 mini window they actually already purchased so yeah uh they they appreciate our help uh and perhaps sometimes they might um come back like i don't know next month or uh, in the next uh, weeks to order again because they know we we are there and can provide a discount because this is also another cool thing sorry is that the the customer after uh, he or she received that text sh- uh, can come back to the same phone number and mm-hmm. uh, text us because we will still be there. And the same like expert will will be able to provide that assistance even post-purchase, you know, so.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. after, initially when we did the intro, there's many more applications, isn't there, beyond um, the abundance court that you could implement this type of conversational approach. With that being said, though, what are the challenges of doing this at scale? Let's say you're a fast-moving consumer, good brand. Um, you might have hundreds of abundance caught per day. Like, is there a cutoff off point? How do you um, allocate resource to this? Or can you just uh, allocate more and more um, agents to this specific client?
1: Yeah, that's, a, that's a good question and one of the most frequent ones that we get. Uh, so right now, I would say that only about... 30% is automated at Carloop. So the first text message is automated. But yep. we craft it, we personalize it together with the merchant. Mm-hmm. But other than that, uh, our live experts are pretty much uh, handling everything. But as we scale, we want to be able to automate even more, but still keep that human touch. Yep. So we want to bring in like emotional intelligence into the text. And uh, for the most frequently asked questions, we want to be able to automate that with a human voice, a human tone of voice, um, and also being friendly and personal still, even if they're automated. And then only if we get like very, um, I don't know, specific questions or uh, a customer that needs special care or attention, our live experts are going to like dive right into that conversation. So these are the, the plans
0: at the end of the day I think the ROI is probably much higher as then taking that personalized approach I was actually speaking to someone on LinkedIn yesterday and I said it would be interesting to do an experiment if you just had 10 people in your company on the phone in a call center picking up the phone 30 days post-purchase and just finding out why someone hasn't came back and how their experience was as opposed to amount most merchants invest into things like facebook and instagram ads to bring people back it'd probably be some really interesting results wouldn't there
1: yeah yeah i mean it's super interesting to find out the reasons because sometimes it only uh takes like you actually adding that discount code for that shopper Mm -hmm. because he didn't know how to do it and he will will purchase right away so that's the only thing it takes so if you're not contacting contact t- contacting uh him right away you yeah. you will just lose that lose that uh, purchase so it's yeah yeah it's very important
0: out of curiosity do you have any um i know they're quite well established why people are bouncing the courts what's the most common reason that people respond with is it simply like price conspire uh, comparison shipping thresholds what is it so
1: i would say the top three is payment issues
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh shipping fees so i would highly encourage all merchants to give free shipping and perhaps like uh, increase their uh, product prices and give free shipping because even if uh, a product uh, is way uh, more pricey but if you offer free shipping that will be a purchase totally uh, it's just i don't know is that psychology of if you see that it's free shipping it just makes you want to buy it even more. Yeah. And the third one, I would say, um, yeah, the price is too high, perhaps, yeah.
0: that one. That's, that's quite interesting because I think you've touched on a point there. Not only are you increasing conversions, you're actually collecting a huge amount of data that can improve the, the CRO aspect of the front end of your websites from these customers.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I got one example. A lot of customers are actually complaining about not having Afterpay or Klarna or just the opportunity, the, the possibility to pay in installments, uh, because that merchant is not offering that, doesn't yep. have that payment method. So they can actually see that feedback in the platform, or we, uh, most of the times, get in touch with them. And hey, uh, I would re- totally recommend you add Afterpay or like a solution like that because a lot of your customers are asking for it. So you're losing tons of money because not, you don't provide that. So, yeah.
0: yeah. That's an additional service you could add on as well. Yeah. Make sure I get a commission if you implement that. Uh,
1: It's already in the price, it's included.
0: Lucky for the clients then. Let's uh, move on to talk a little bit about compliance for SMS marketing. And in particular, I know the EU and US has uh, some different rules on this. Um, We do SMS with a couple of people in the US, we don't do it with anyone in the EU yet. And what are the main differences that you found and how do you approach each market?
1: Yeah, so the first step when talking about the compliance is just making sure uh, we're using uh, tools and platforms that are built in for compliance. And second of all, oftentimes, these platforms uh, have all the info you need, so you can set them up in a way that they are fully compliant. So there's not a lot of things you need to do as a merchant. Uh, and for example, at Carly, we have guides and tutorials on GDPR compliance. So regardless, regardless uh where you're based, US or, or Europe, you have guides for all geographies. And, the great thing about SMS is uh, that opting out is as easy as texting "stop." So, if a customer texts "stop" or unsubscribe, they will automatically be uh, opt out from marketing, so they will not be texted again. Uh, and on, unlike email, where you pretty much know a lot of uh, a lot of uh, stores and brands are kind of spamming people, if you're not careful. Um, it's, and it's sometimes a bit more challenging to unsubscribe. Uh, sometimes there, there there isn't even an unsubscribe button in in the footer of the email, so that's that's really not compliant at all. And yeah, so or I I know some some brands that even if you opt out, they still message you. So I got an example like a personal experience that I'm still getting emails from even though I subscribed like ten times. So yeah yeah i it's it's about dribble so i I unsubscribed about 10 times and they still keep uh emailing me so it's really weird uh and anyways uh, i'm not giving any kind of legal advice here so if a brand if if you are a brand that is unsure about how to navigate the compliance uh i would suggest that you hire like a legal counsel just to make sure everything you set up correctly, and you are like doing the right thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, good stuff. I've just got a comment here from Helen. Helen actually works for me. Totally agree on <laughs> free shipping makes me purchase a lot more, 100%. Yeah, the the free shipping one is an in, interesting, isn't it? We've um, I think that one of the common practices is, and I was speaking to to Alex who owned OG a few weeks ago. It's just skincare brands is to set that free shipping uh, threshold 20% above the average order value. So then you can um, obviously give out a bit more and and increase the the conversion rate and not eat into the margin.
1: Yeah, yeah. A good example is ASOS. Yeah. I love ASOS, free
0: shipping. (laughs) I think everybody does. Um, Okay, so let's talk about one of your case studies um i've seen on the website and obviously he wants to talk a little bit about this over one hundred and ten thousand yeah. usd in 25 days for Ess- essence vault which is very impressive so give us a little bit of background on what happened there
1: yeah sure so the essence vault is one of our most successful brands actually uh and they are selling a consumer product they are selling perfumes so that means a lot of people will have questions because they have different style they have I don't know, different skin times and stuff like that. Uh, and from the very beginning, we focused on providing their shoppers with personalized recommendations. And uh, there were a lot of product-related questions. So our experts were actually uh, actually needed to, to know everything about all, all those perfumes in order to be able to, to provide that info. And uh, the benefit for the shoppers is that they have... Um, a single point of content and a consistent num- number to text that. So as I was mentioning earlier, they can uh, come back to that uh, to that phone number and I don't know, maybe maybe they want to purchase that perfume in, in a few months again because they ran out of it. So they, they uh, are asking, hey, what are other recommendations uh, can you offer? Or what I've seen at the Essence Vault is a lot of um, uh, customers are asking, like do you have also this perfume for men or for women i want to purchase it for my spouse or you know something like that so these are a lot of basic questions that we get uh with them and this also helped a lot like building that trust and being there for for the shoppers at the right time and another reason for their success was actually sending two-way conversational campaigns during black friday cyber monday so we launched the early access to our two-way conversational campaign so i like to call them two-way conversational campaigns because they are conversational they're not just like automated campaigns and uh we are about to launch them publicly as well and yeah they launched uh, a couple just before black friday cyber monday and they uh, were actually the first ones trying it out and the they have they they have uh, experienced like a uh, massive success with it with this uh they just they just actually what they did is they they uh had like a buy one get one free campaign
0: yeah during
1: the entire week so it it was like crazy because they have also really good prices so Impressive. this is what what happened yeah i i i'm actually seeing here i i i put some screenshots from the campaigns and um we we've seen uh, like a click-through rate of 30% for one of them, and for the other one, like 15% uh, click-through rate. So it it was pretty pretty good.
0: Yeah, the stats are very impressive. I must say. Yeah. That, that, out of curiosity, have you um, obviously we've talked again about like the application for brands and courts, especially with some uh, more repeatable consumable brands? Have you experimented just? messaging someone like around the 25 to 30 day mark let's say if someone buys protein powder or a supplement for example and just going in and saying like hey how is your experience with this product
1: uh yeah uh, one of our uh i i know that one of our merchants is actually doing this like asking kind of a review or a feedback yeah. And how did you like it if you would share with us your honest review we would uh, we would give you this discount so like incentivize uh, the shoppers again and also we have a couple of brands that are that are uh, sending messages just um, as a reminder to renew their subscription
0: yeah so
1: yeah. school year's Next is one of them they have they uh, um, also have a subscription model um Product which you can like order their cereal uh, on a recurring basis, on a monthly basis, or something like that. So they are also sending these types of uh, texts.
0: Yeah, no, there's, there's, definitely that. That's the thing that sticks out to me. If you're just willing to get involved and and speak to the customer, then there's so many uh, insights that you could, <clears throat> that get beyond just increasing sales. Like you could survey people, you could find out so much data about them, couldn't you? Oh yeah,
1: we're just getting started. There are a lot of triggers coming.
0: Just getting started, I like it. I got a question from Rod, well done on the case study. How did you capture the SMS number initially?
1: Yeah, good question. So uh, right now we are able to capture the, the new subscribers only at checkout. So they would have to go all the way to checkout and accept marketing and provide their phone number. Uh, but we are about to launch uh, several growth tools uh, in the next couple of weeks as well. But so far, everything has been done like supernatural, only at checkout. So, yeah, yeah we're, so have got we a lot didn't of really of anything
0: you, but, else. Yeah, for different tools, because I've seen um, people like Attentive, they're using it as a managed service as well, like the two-tap opt-in. I'm, I'm assuming, don't want to blow any of your plans out of the water, but you're going to roll something similar to that out in the future.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are really uh, um, good growth tools to have and also being able to uh, subscribe uh, to text via social media or, I don't know, keywords and pop-ups, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you actually, do you have any, because there's, there's a few established list building techniques for email. What about for SMS? How can you drive more people onto your list and get more subscribers?
1: Yeah, so one of them would be just the good old pop-ups. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I would be very careful with those because you, they can also be very intrusive and can be annoying if you don't like make them um, or build them to be cohesive with with the website and just um, to pop up at the at the right time. You know, not too early, not too late uh, in in their browsing uh, session. Another one would be just to opt up. Uh, opt-in via like texting a keyword and then you would be uh, directly um, I would say into that list of of subscribers you would be considered as a subscriber also there are a lot of cool things uh, happening on social media so you can subscribe via Instagram or I don't know I think through through Facebook ads or something like that I'm not I'm not sure yet but i yeah I've seen but I, I think the Instagram one is is pretty pretty good and it's pretty natural. I mean a lot of yeah. I've seen a lot of brands just putting in their bio you know just text this uh, word at this number and uh, you'll get updates from us offers promos stuff like that or support.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Out of curiosity, have you um, experimented with any like sort of content related campaigns on SMS? Because I know obviously it's a powerful tool for sales. But what about like sharing a blog article or a video or a new piece of content? How do those campaigns perform?
1: Yeah, that's that's a really cool um, cool idea for nurturing your customer base. We haven't done it yet, but it's definitely on the roadmap. Uh, I mean, we've been focusing mostly on abandoned cards, yeah, because we we are not that. Uh, I would say we're still young, so yeah. this has been our main focus uh, as of today.
0: Yeah, I feel like I'm I'm pushing you on with these ideas. I should be a VC-backed um, investor and take some shares. <laughs> you should (laughs) another question from rod so what percentage of customers have you seen leave their mobile number in checkout oh
1: yeah so um we've seen we've i would say like 80 to 90 percent of of shoppers actually leave and accept marketing and also the subscribe rate is like crazy it's only about the average is two percent so yeah
0: so it's, I, it's we
1: found that yeah people actually love texting and getting that uh assistant right away but it has to be instant it has to be right at that moment because if you are going to get in touch too late uh yeah
0: you yeah, might listen that's that's interesting actually you mentioned the speed then how fast you respond to some somebody when I spoke to um Valentina omni converts I don't know if you've seen I had him on yeah A couple of weeks ago he said the mps score was heavily correlated based on speed of response so the positive impression that somebody has of a company which obviously can help increase your your lifetime value so yeah even more wins for cart loop there yeah cool uh, also, uh, just to touch on Rod's point as well about um, the percentage of people leaving the mobile number at checkout, what about on the pop-ups on the front end, like, f- for example, when someone adds their email compared to SMS, have you done any A-B testing on that?
1: Not yet, not yet, as we are about to roll the pop-up feature uh, in the next weeks, so we haven't had the chance to test it out yet.
0: Yeah, interesting. Yeah, we, what we about have- email? <laughs> Yeah, it, it depends, right? Like what what the brand um, for us, what yeah. they want to roll with. We we have a couple of people, like I said, who do the double opt-in. So the first layer is email. Uh, we find that we if we get the pop-up right, and you know maybe it's ten percent off, just as a generic example, we can get sort of eight to ten percent. Um, and then the follow-up for like an instant discount with SMS is around like four to six percent. So pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know some people that we work with will offer 10% off the first order for an email. And then if they opt in to SMS, they'll give them 15% off. So more of an incentive to get them on both channels, which is quite cool, actually.
1: Yeah. A lot of good stuff for, for consumers, a lot of discounts.
0: <laughs> yeah. A lot of discounts. Yeah. Yeah. That that what would you say to someone if that that's an interesting we can touch on actually let's say the customer is their response is that the price was an issue or they found it cheaper elsewhere but the brands themselves said that they're not willing to give a discount how would you approach that
1: yeah so um we would actually what our experts are doing is they uh emphasize the benefits and the quality of the product and just try to be super friendly and tell them hey if you if you ever decide on it or if you need additional info i'm here for you you just text you can text me anytime so just not you are not trying to be super pushy yeah i think that's that's the key
0: i agree with you yeah and and to be honest don't get involved in that race to the bottom like you said you can differentiate yourself on service say that you're, you're there for the customer and that is more important to a lot of people than just price knowing that someone's there, a human as well, that's willing to respond to them and give them good customer service.
1: Yeah, and also if if that uh, brand has reviews, that's even better because we can touch upon that as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Lisa, so many um, useful insights. I've learned a lot speaking to you as well. Is there anything else you want to add that we haven't talked about, about call loop or SMS marketing in particular before we close
1: it? Uh, I would just recommend uh all the merchants to try out uh sms marketing uh and not be afraid of it uh because some of some of them are still skeptical but if you do it the right way it's going to be super profitable
0: yep i agree and i think this year with the hate to keep banging the drum because everyone's (laughs) talking about the ios updates and and facebook ads, but you definitely see a strong push again towards that owned media experience with email and sms and channels where you are in direct communication with the customer so it's going to be a key player in lifetime value definitely this year yeah true cool well thank you very much for your time um, if anybody else has had any questions and they didn't manage to see this live just feel free to post them I'll tag you in this post, Lisa, and obviously uh, if you want to get back to anyone, they can. But how can people connect with you? I assume on LinkedIn is the easiest way.
1: Yeah, LinkedIn or Twitter, at Lisa Popovich, Perfect. If any any
0: uh, of these ones. Cool. All right, I'm gonna end this here. Thank you very much for your time, and I will speak to you Thanks, soon. Thanks, Adam. You're welcome.